Good morning, everybody. Hope you're well. Um, as has probably just been said, my name is Lizzie Hollow. I am lucky enough to be part of Mike and Margaret's wonderful family. And um, I am recording this for you from London, where I live with my husband, Dave, and our three little girls, um, who you may have seen pop up on Hope Kids from time to time. Um, today, we are continuing our journey with the Israelites out of Egypt and to the promised land. And today we are in Exodus. Um, we've got to Mount Sinai. And our passage for today is Exodus 19 through to 31. Um, so when we meet Israel here, they um, it's been three days since they left Egypt. They've got to Mount Sinai. And um, this passage covers the section where Moses goes up the mountain uh, to hear from God, to speak with God. Um, and God does two things. He establishes the covenant and he gives them the law. I used a theological word there, covenant. Let's just pause for a moment. What does that mean? Well, a covenant is simply a promise, but not just any promise. It is a binding promise. Um, you don't make a covenant lightly. God in making a covenant with his people Israel is committing to them come what may. And it's the start of a covenant that runs all the way through scripture and uh, we are part of it now today. So let's zoom in to our uh, passage here. I'm going to read a few verses from chapter 19. I'm going to read verses four to six. And these are really the heart of the whole book. Um, they're the key that unlocks the whole book of Exodus. So you might want to underline them um, maybe in your Bible. Um, but chapter 19 verses four to six. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, this is God speaking. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you, Moses, must give to the people of Israel. Then what follows is the giving of the Ten Commandments and um, 11 chapters of detailed instructions on how to treat one another um, and how they were to go about building the tabernacle. Let's be honest, when we read these sections in the Pentateuch, it can all feel a little bit of a slog. Why are there so many instructions? Well, there are two reasons why God wanted to, um, yeah, why these instructions for Israel are necessary. Firstly, God wanted Israel to know how to live together as a nation. When they left Egypt, they only had uh, just a promise, um, but they need instructions to be able to function together as a society. Strands familiar for us in this time of the pandemic. 
But secondly, their life was to, intended as an example. In the verses I read out, God says to Israel, you will be my kingdom of priests. Let's unpack that phrase together. What does that mean? And how might it be relevant for us um, in our lives today and going into the future? What does a priest do? I think a priest does two things. A priest is someone who is devoted to God. And a priest helps other people access God, um, kind of like introducing them, uh, being something of a go-between. So Israel was given God's instructions, the law, to help them be set apart as a nation devoted to God. But that is for the benefit of the whole world. It's like God is saying to Israel, as he calls them, um, your, his kingdom of priests, your job, Israel, is to mediate the presence of God. You are my treasured possession. You know me and you can facilitate others doing that. That idea of God's people being priestly, if you like, of having a priestly role runs all the way through the rest of the Old Testament and into the New Testament. Um, just a couple of examples to pick up. We, we might think of Isaiah chapter 61, the famous passage um, that Jesus uses to speak of himself, where it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. You know that one? Um, to, he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, um, to bind up the brokenhearted, all of that sort of thing. That, that passage ends with, you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be ministers of our God. And it goes right through into the New Testament. Uh, 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter deliberately picks up this theme again and says to the church, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. You are that royal priesthood, still the church. This calling to be priestly wasn't just for Israel, it runs through the whole people of God, the whole story of the people of God. It is a continued role for us today. So we are called to be priestly in our communities. Sounds rather grand. Um, what does that mean? Well, a priest is someone who is devoted to God and who helps others to access God, introducing them, being that go-between. So that means for us, um, we have a, a calling we know from God, say within our relationships with people who aren't Christians, to, to basically posture ourselves and saying, hey, I know God. Let me help you to know him too by the way that I live and the way that I speak about him. And that's for Christians too, that's for within the church. We, as people who have experienced something of what God's like, can demonstrate that to other people so they can experience what God is like as well, so they can get to know him better. Bringing the peace and the love and the hope of God, of Jesus, where we are. How can we do that? This week um, felt like a 
good news week, didn't it? There, there is light at the end of the tunnel. The government has announced the uh, roadmap for the easing of restrictions, but we still do live um, with plenty of restrictions around us um, for the time being. What does it mean for us to be priestly here and now? What does it mean for me on somebody who's on maternity leave? Um, I'm at home with three young children, one of whom is being homeschooled, online school. Um, I do the same thing for the same small group of people every day. Uh, my life is very simple. It is very small. Um, I don't have much capacity or space to serve those outside of those immediately in front of me. How can I be priestly if I don't see anyone? What does God say to us when our life is small? It's a question I have been mulling on, perhaps you have too. And um, this week I saw a video it was uh, posted on Facebook actually by some people from Basingstoke, uh, from Basingstoke churches, perhaps you saw it too. It was a video from Terry Waite. Um, now, Terry Waite is someone who you want to hear from during lockdown um, because he spent five years as a hostage in Beirut um, in the late 80s. And um, much of that time was spent in solitary confinement. Um, so this video is him reflecting on that experience and what might be relevant for us as a nation in a time of lockdown. Um, he talks about what he did with his time. Um, and he basically said, you know, I, I didn't know what would happen to me. I knew I might die, but I said to myself, this is my life now what can I do with it? And in that time, he used his brain, uh, he wrote poetry, he says he wrote his first book during that time that he had. Um, but it got me thinking, you know, if he could do that in those kind of circumstances, it's certainly something that I can um, think about now, like this is my life now, these are the people and the things in front of me for me to do. How can I live my everyday life? How can I live my now um, in a way that honours God and is priestly, um, that brings God's peace and love and hope uh, to others? Yes, as I was praying for this uh, reflection, as I was preparing it um that is just something i've been struck with you know um how um even in maybe a time of frustration a time of simplicity a time of things being stripped back um there is still something for us uh, a role for us um, as part of god's people it's about doing the thing that is in front of us with love, you know, asking ourselves every day, how can I do this thing that today holds in a more loving way? It's not about numbers, it's not about um, 
how many people we have been able to have contact with in a day or a week, we can still be priestly. This is about a way of life more than it is how great a sphere of influence we have at any given time. How can I do the thing in front of me in a more loving way? You have an opportunity to uh, be priestly. God has called you as part of his church, as part of his people, to be part of that royal priesthood. Um, you can be somebody who is devoted to him and who helps others to access him by doing the very, very small things, the things that are in front of you to do with God. Um, and Because all of that is part of the big tapestry that God is weaving. I want to just round off by praying and by blessing you. So may God bless your Monday and your Tuesday and the days that lie beyond that. May God bless your to-do lists your responsibilities, your juggling acts. May God bless you in the stillness, in the mundaneness, in the ordinariness of life. May God bless you in your anxieties. May he bless you in your hopes. And may he bless you in whatever it is that lies in front of you this week. Amen.